0: Good morning, good morning. This is Eshen Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. I said I'm back. I never went anywhere. <laughs> I've been here every day sitting on the cushion in my little spot where I sit and then record the podcast. Haven't gone away. You know, we think things go away and then they come back Again. And when they're gone, oh my goodness, something's missing. They're not there. Interesting, interesting, interesting. <laughs> such a simple point and such a source of pain that we all go through, including me, so much. <clears> this <throat> this feeling as if when, when are they coming back? Or when is life coming back? <clears throat> or when is my health coming back? Or when is something, there's a feeling like we've lost something, or that something is missing. And you know, much, much, much of the time we spend looking for it, searching for it. Where is it? What happened to my strength? What happened to my good mood? What happened to my my friend? Where are they? What happened to this Zendo? What happened to me? All of these questions, they're gone. The feeling is they're gone and they're missing. Missing in my heart. Missing in my life, maybe. And so it's very, very, very easy to live our lives with a feeling of emptiness or loneliness or... Searching, searching for what was missing to get it back again. I want to get things back the way they were. That's a statement we hear a lot these days. And it's very understandable. Very understandable. However, however, however. Now, we it's so beautiful to take our everyday life experience and look at it through the lens of Zen practice. From the Zen point of view, which means, what does it even mean, the Zen point of view? What does that even mean? It means as we sit in Zazen, as we practice this very simple and yet very, very precious teaching, our point of view shifts. Whoop, boom. Suddenly we see everything with new eyes. It may not last all the time. It may come and go, the new point of view. The old longing, the old complaining, the old confusion certainly bubbles up. Bubble, bubble, bubble. We get stirred up, we get upset, we have dreams. But when we undertake a dedicated practice of Zazen, and that word dedicated is so important, so important. Because zazen is so simple, it's almost non... It's almost like you can't touch it. You can't touch it. It's almost like a fleeting song. It's almost like the breeze in the springtime. So therefore, we have to actually dedicate to it because it can vanish. And what can vanish? Actually, that point of view can vanish. That ability to look at our suffering or our beauty or our joy or whatever from really fresh eyes, with fresh eyes. And, oh, it's like a moment something turned on, oh. And, it, and that new, for me, I'm just sharing my experience with you. And from that new point of view, it seems to make everything okay. It's all right. One moment it, we might be complaining inside of ourselves, hurting, suffering. And then when we sit, when I sit, when we sit, when or when the, the other point of view, chanting, what, working with a koan, whatever we're doing, whatever form of Zen, or cleaning the kitchen thoroughly, whatever form of Zen practice we're doing at the moment, that fresh point of view can pop, pops up. It does by itself. It just pops up, and and we see nothing is nothing is missing. Nothing has ever been missing. Wow, what a shock. You know, when we have those moments, they're beautiful moments and they're also very shocking moments. Startling is a better word maybe. Wow, nothing has ever been missing and I've lived my life missing, missing, missing or feeling the absence rather than feeling the presence of a person, of myself, of a situation, feeling the disappointment rather than feeling the fulfillment and the joy. Now that's a very fascinating and important phenomena really to talk about. How interesting it is. One moment will be yearning and longing and maybe even in a dark place. The next moment filled with appreciation and delight. What is that? (laughs) How can that even happen? What is that all about? What is that telling us? What is that showing us? Isn't it showing us that whatever our reactions and responses are, they have nothing to do necessarily with what's going on in our ostensible life. I like that word, ostensible. What seems to be our life. This person said this, this one called, this one didn't. I won that, I lost this, I was rejected here, I was accepted there. Events, events, endless events, events. But the pain or the joy we experience as a result of them has nothing whatsoever actually to do with these events themselves. Oh, it's a rainy day, I'm missing the sun. (laughs) oh, they didn't talk to me at the party. I'm feeling so blue. The feeling blue has nothing to do with whether or not they talk to you at the party. The rain has nothing to do with missing the sun. All of these reactions and perceptions and responses to our so-called, I like the word, ostensible life, the life that seems to be happening all around us all the time, every moment. Our reactions, really, they have to do with, not with that, but they bubble up from within, 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 within. They're all bubbling up continuously from within. And just noticing that very fully, very, very fully is a big step. It's a big step. And we have to notice it again and again and again and again and again. Because there is the strong illusion that my responses have to do with something outside of me. And they don't. They don't. What's going on outside is just a slight little stimulus for Maybe a lot of sorrow inside that comes pouring out. Maybe a lot of rage inside that will come pouring out no matter what you do, no matter what happens. Nothing satisfies that rage. Keep pouring out, pouring out, pouring. The more you pour it out, the more you want it. It's like an appetite that you intensify. That's not what's going to take it away or make it better, to express it or to attach it to external events. Not at all. I mean, you could go around looking for what's missing for the next 50 years of your life. If you think you found it. Then again, it's gone and something else is missing. Or even if you have it, it's not it. It's not what you wanted. Something is still missing. Well, what's missing is you. you real, the real you. You're missing. The deep heart. I don't want to say the true vision, because that implies that our other reactions aren't true. What I want to say is there are different ways of perceiving, of responding. They bubble up from within. And when we don't take all of the upset and the beliefs, something's missing, I've got it. I've got to look. And then we listen to that feeling or thought and we go after it. We, we act upon it. When we stop acting upon all these different beliefs, thoughts, reactions, when we sit, which is what the fundamental practice of Zazen is, we just sit still and don't move and don't react. Enter the silence which means just be there permitting that whole inner world to do its dance in front of you. And if you hear the cry, something's missing, doesn't mean you jump up from your cushion and start looking for it. You just sit down and stay there without moving and experience that. could be very painful, but you just experience it. Believe me, it's more painful to spend 50 years searching for something that you'll never find. Better to sit and experience that cry from within. And then a moment will come, oh my goodness, nothing is missing. Everything is here. The day is as it is. I am as I am. And if I'm with it fully, what's missing? Nothing is missing. Nothing is wrong. Is it Different from what I might have thought, imagined, wanted, expected, demanded, possibly, sure. I demanded sun today and it's pouring rain. Hmm, something's missing. No, 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 the sun isn't missing. The rain is present right now. And when you are completely in acceptance of that and with it, you just have the day to experience rain today forget about demanding the sun, be with what comes to you a thousand percent. Kyudo Roshi used to say just take it. He was so wonderful and very simple, very direct, blunt even. He was one of the students of Soen Roshi and also at a certain point the abbot of Ryotakaji and he was here in New York. We had the Soho Zendo for him and He was simple, simple, direct, direct. He said a few words and it was all said in a few words. He spoke by his actions. Time to sit, he sat. Time to clean the kitchen, clean the kitchen. Whatever came, just take it, just do it 1000%. Nothing is missing then. You're fully here, fully occupied. With whatever presents itself. Actually, when you look at it carefully, what can possibly be missing? What? No, no, no. Our life is full, 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 endlessly full of one experience after another. Cloudy day, sunny day, hunger, thirst, drinking water, sweeping the floor. Maybe it's full of some things we don't like. Maybe fear comes bubbling up. Okay, that's another experience. It's a moment. Be with it. Okay, here it comes. (laughs) Take it. Which doesn't mean to become afraid. It means to be with the fear. Those are two very different things. It doesn't mean to glom on to the fear, to identify with it, to let it take you on a ride with all these horrible, what we call catastrophic expectations, all the little oh, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. No, 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 no. That's not being with it. When we sit on the cushion, we just allow it to pop up, to bubble up. We don't avoid it. We're with it. We're keeping it company. But we're not getting taken over by it. We're not being we're not really listening to it as if it has some ultimate truth for us and letting it take us for Ride off the cushion up around. Now, sometimes fear does that, you know, it can do that unconsciously and quietly, surreptitiously. When we're not aware of it, then it can, then it has all kinds of things it does to the body, mind, spirit. So, Zazen practice is quite different, it works with the moment. No, as my teacher Edo, said in the very early years, there's nothing to believe here. Just come and find out for yourself. That's so beautiful. Because when we end up feeling something is missing, it's because we've really glommed onto these beliefs. We've listened to them. We've identified with them. We think that's the truth of life. No, no, no. The truth is deeper. They may bubble up a lot as we sit, and we just watch them and get to know them. But the truth of the moment is not a belief. The truth is deeper. It's simpler, is a better way to put it. It's simpler. (laughs) And it's ever-present, nothing missing, always appearing one moment and then the next. As we say in one of the teachings, the sutras, the truth reveals itself endlessly. I love that. I love that. As the truth endlessly reveals itself. This very land is the lotus land of purity. This very body is the body of the Buddha. Thank you very much for listening. I think that's very nice to end on that. I love to end on that. want to thank you very much for all the beautiful emails. Keep them coming. I love corresponding with you. And I will announce that I'm going to have our Zen play a workshop on May 20th, Thursday evening on Zoom. So if you are inclined to join us, you're most welcome. We're going to, it's about making your everyday life into a koan and working with your everyday life and seeing it and interacting with it as you would a koan. So we do we act out different issues from our life and turn them into koans. And I'll work with you on the process of what a koan really is and how we engage with it. So if you're interested again in in anything talking to me about that or anything else, you can reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com And I thank you so much for listening. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Have a fulfilled day, not anything missing at all. Take good care. Bye.